Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tackle Debt, Build Wealth. I am Brian Maroyce. I'm Stephanie Maroyce. And as we wind down the calendar year, we're here to guide you through the year-end financial review. It's like a health checkup for your finances, ensuring that you close the current year on a high note and set the stage for a prosperous new one. All right. So in this episode, we'll go through a comprehensive checklist to evaluate and tidy up your finances. We'll cover everything from budget adjustments to investment strategies to ensure you're not leaving any money on the table as we say goodbye to this year. So happy Black Friday, everyone. Happy Black Friday. (laughs) Hope you didn't spend all your money. (laughs) Um, You know, so earlier today, Brian and I I don't know. We took a nice hike. We had a very low key Black Friday. Like neither of us are great. are like, let's get in line at 3 a.m. folks. Um, but I don't know. Does that even happen anymore? So today we were just kind of wondering, like, do people go to actual physical stores anymore? Yeah. Yeah. And so we decided to just head up to our local mall, believe it or not. And surprisingly, more people were there. Than yeah. We I've wanted seen. to go to the bookstore. To be clear, we just yeah. wanted to go to the bookstore. True, true. We were trying to get a puzzle for our daughter. <laughs> Side note, but right. yeah, so we, we decided to head up to the mall, check that out. And there were more people there than I've seen ever in years, yeah. probably yeah. the last like eight years. Yeah. So surprising. Which this is a whole other discussion. Yeah, like, turn whoa, of event, turn of it. Post-COVID, people still exist. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was wild. Um, um, so, so needless to say, we got back in our cars, but... Um, so happy Black Friday. With this being the season for savings, we want to let you know that Financial Wellness Academy has a sale for 20% off their memberships. So if your goal is to take control of your finances, learn our system of tackling debt, building wealth, and rewiring your brain for financial success, take advantage of the sale at financialwellnessacademy.com. The membership includes our Tackle Debt Build Wealth program, full access to our financial literacy library, and the Financial Pulse budgeting app to help you stay organized. Love it. Love it. Take advantage of that, guys. So what should be on your year-end financial checklist? Let's dive in. Number one. Maximize your retirement contributions. So have you contributed as much as you can to your employer retirement accounts? If not, you still have time. You know, maximizing contributions can really reduce your taxable income and enhance your savings. And honestly, I think this is a piece that is usually not top of mind when you're thinking of like, okay, what do I need to, what do I need to look into end of year? This is one that I think may go unnoticed. Yeah, a lot of people overlook this, and it and it's this is where you definitely don't want to leave money on the table here, especially if you guys have like any type of matching contribution with your employer, like they may offer dollar for dollar match up to 3% or 6% of your salary. If you haven't taken full advantage of that and you've got some money in the savings, you don't really need your paycheck for the next couple of weeks, like dump as much in as you can because that is free money. They're literally just giving you free money and it's being put into your retirement account. So even just small contributions make a huge difference in the long term. When you're talking about compound interest and that money growing over a longer period, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, it, it's a large amount to just leave behind. So let me ask, is there anyone you need to speak, you need to speak with um, if, if you're thinking about contributing more, you know, your mid-December, you're thinking of contributing more to your yeah, no. retirement account. Is there a max most companies will have some type of online portal where you can just like log in and maximize your contributions, just like change whatever contribution percentage you want. Okay. Um, if it's a smaller company, you might need to talk to somebody in HR. 
but there's there's going to be there there are going to be certain protections put in place so that you don't over contribute like okay for instance a 401k has a certain contribution limit every year and most plans will have something in place where if you start to go or, or you try to go over that threshold they'll automatically stop you and say hey you can't contribute anymore like okay. you've already maxed out so, so okay yeah. good to know and now jumping to the second item on the checklist here is use up your fsa funds and insurance benefits so an FSA is yeah, an FSA is a flexible spending account. So different companies have different health insurance plans. As you know, this some people have HSAs, some people have FSAs. Uh, there's a handful of different programs out there. If you have a flexible spending account, use those funds before they expire. So some plans have a, a time frame where those funds will actually expire. So even if you're setting funds off to the side within the FSA. If you don't use those funds for a health insurance need or a, a, a health purpose, then that money gets sent back to the employer. Okay. So what's the difference between FSA and an HSA? I know HSAs, HSA accounts do not, it's not a use it or lose it. It's that's truly a medical use account that you have. But yeah, what Correct, are differences? Yeah. yeah with- so the HSA, the health savings plan, that's more owned by the employee. So if okay. you're contributing to that account, that's those are your funds. Those are mm-hmm. yours, whether you're staying with that employer or not, or whether you use them all or not within that same year. So if you have an FSA, make sure that you're using those funds before they expire. If you have an HSA, might be a good idea to contribute, if you have the ability to, to try and contribute more or okay. maximize that savings. Again, they have certain contribution limits into those plans as well, but that's ta- tax deductible. So it makes sense to contribute more into that plan if possible. Okay. Um, Also, and then the second part of this number two is like using up your insurance benefits. I'm just thinking like, you know, last week I just went to the dentist because pretty much free at this point, you know, I, I hit my, the high deductible plan that we have. There are still benefits that are offered for my dental plan, the eye doctors, I'm getting new glasses in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to pay for these benefits like vision, dental, these health benefits and then not use them, not get the benefits out of it. So right. before the year's done, make sure you're taking full advantage of that. So these these first couple of points specifically, I'd say are perfect for someone who may be looking at, hey, you know what? I saved more this year than um, I thought I would. And like, hey, is there anything anything strategic I can do with these funds? Yeah. Um, so now next, moving in a bit to um, just apply to any. A broader, you know, yeah. like regardless of the financial situation, because I, I know that during this time, there are a lot of families, a lot of people mm-hmm. who are not finding themselves in a position of like, ooh, what do I do with this extra yeah. cash? Totally, totally. Um, so number three, have a meeting with your human resources specialist. And this is actually a piece that I did not know that that was an option. We were talking about this the other night and I was yeah. like, wait, is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Most people think HR and they're like, oh gosh, I'm in trouble. Right. <laughs> they're it's busy my- with your, your end stuff. Like, what do you mean? So what, Brian, like break that down for me. What would that look like? Yeah, so, so HR, they are the ones that are helping design and manage all the employee benefits for you and the rest of the company. So a lot of times companies offer benefits that aren't being taken advantage of. And so now would be a great time to ask somebody in HR and say, can we just review some of our benefits that we do have in place? Or like, what am I not taking advantage of that I should be? Maybe there is a financial wellness 
benefit that they may offer, like a, a matching contribution on your 401k, or they may have college tuition assistance that you might not know about. So it may be a little bit late to take advantage of it this year, mm -hmm. but at least to set the groundwork and the plan for next year, you're at least gathering information in preparation for the start of the new year. Yeah. Man, I remember my first job out of like my first big girl job out of <laughs> undergrad. And then a couple of years in, decided to go back, um, go to grad school. And man, if it weren't for my coworkers saying like, hey, I'm pretty sure there's some tuition reimbursement. I think I went like three semesters without it's... applying for like just the Any measly, assistance. you yeah. know, I mean, a drop in the bucket. I mean, it was at least... Got a couple it was grand something, off that. okay? I mean, it was something. Yeah, yeah, it's a few grand um, easily. Yeah, so. Yeah, so you at least want to speak with somebody in HR, make sure that you're taking advantage of all the resources that are available to you, um, and they're more than happy to, to help you out with that. Yeah. All right, so let's jump to number four, which is review your budget and savings progress. So this is a super important one, guys. I think anybody and everybody can really take advantage of this. Like, And I'm talking about people who are feel like they're living paycheck to paycheck to those people who are making three, $400,000 that are like, don't know where their money is going. So just do a quick look at your current bank balance and then jump back in your bank statements or in your app, whatever you're using, and look at what you started with at the beginning of the year and ask yourself, is this really where I want to be financially? What do I need to do moving forward to hit my financial goals? And, you know, just an FYI, we're going to have a, a whole episode on this in the upcoming weeks. But I really think that this is an important one for everybody to do. And just just to get a pulse on like, what, right. where are your finances? How are they working for you? What progress have you personally made throughout this last year? And are you meeting your personal goals or are yeah. you kind of falling behind? So, so are we talking specifically looking at our savings accounts or so is that what you're thinking? Look at your savings account specifically? It's all your finances. Like for us. I look at how much we've built up in our savings and our emergency funds, if we have or haven't, you know, if, we're, if we pretty much are, are ending the year the exact same place that we started, it sheds a little bit of light on me. And I know this happens with everybody. Like I hear about this often whenever people are like filing their taxes or, you know, they get their W-2s for the past year and, and learned how much they made and they look at it. They're like, wow, I made this much. And oh, that's great. But they're like, what the heck do I have where to show it for go? it? Like, where is it? Because it's not in my bank. Did it's it not, all go? Yeah, it's not in my investment account. Like, where is it? And Which I hear that all the time. I like, have to remember some of it. A lot of it is going to taxes. A lot of it goes to taxes, for Connecticut. sure. A lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. A um, lot of it. A lot of it also yeah. goes to, you know, the past year, the cost of living has yeah. increased yeah. a ridiculous amount. Yep. So there's there's that as well. Yeah, I choke every time I come back from the grocery store one, a oh. local grocery store that's like the convenient oh i forgot mid recipe that i need more bullion you know and like running <laughs> and i come back i'm like oh my gosh it's triple the amount that i'd yeah. buy um yeah so that makes a dent that it, makes a serious dent huge dent yeah huge dent so it's so i guess to circle back reviewing where you started the year and where you're ending the year there's going to be reasons why it hasn't progressed as much as you probably would have liked but now is a great time to start reviewing what habits may be in place that mm -hmm. may be hindering you from accomplishing a goal or what type of new habits do you need to be putting in place to start accomplishing those goals. Now is the time to start planning around that mm -hmm. and uh, build up a, a game plan to put you to that next level. I can't help but think of like the decision to just accept the fact that we are going to have pizza at least once a week so instead of i hate admitting that no everybody. but like <laughs> come on we're among friends here i yeah so 
yeah, accepting that and then planning for it. Yeah. Why don't I just every week add a frozen pizza to the grocery list? Because I know there's going to be a night we don't want to cook and we would maybe impulsively buy pizza anyways versus the what $37 yeah, re- for the one large, you know, right, I mean like right. 10 ish bucks, if not less versus 30. We're doing that week after week. I mean, that makes that it adds up. It actually adds up. Big time. And that is yeah. one small change that makes a huge difference. I mean, obviously that's, that's small, but I mean, it's all about Small changes over a period of time. All right. So enough about that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you're talking about like a $10 savings every single week of the year, that's $520 yeah. over yep. the course of a year. You know, that's yep. that's not chump yeah. change. Yep. All right. So next, number five, review your insurance policies. Obviously, life changes quickly. So reviewing your insurance policies to ensure they still provide adequate coverage and that you're not like overpaying for different insurances that you don't really need. Like I know with our homeowner's insurance covered your wedding and engagement rings. And yep. then we also were paying for another policy at the same time where it was like another insurance policy directly through the jeweler for, right. your, for your jewelry. Right. And I was like, wait a second. Like, why are we double paying on this? Like our homeowners covers this. Yeah. So, but with that little review and just going through all of our policies, I was like, there's some savings here. And that saved a couple hundred bucks a year. It can also just be really helpful to check in, shop around a little bit. Okay. Is there a better rate I can get somewhere? If you're not already bundling, bundle your car in your home. Yeah. That can really be quite a savings. Shoot. Number six, check credit reports. Annual credit reports are free and essential. Ensure your credit history is accurate and there are no errors that could affect your credit score. Can you speak on this a bit? Yeah. Just checking on your credit, Mm -hmm. seeing how things are, like what accounts do you have open? Just having a a pulse on where things are. Smart move. It's not something you need to do like every single month, but hey, once a year checking on that, it's a good idea. Just make sure that things are in line with where they should be. All right. Number seven, let's jump to that. My favorite, of course, is reviewing and evaluating your investments. You may want to consider rebalancing to ensure it aligns with your goals your risk tolerance and investment strategy. When there's been like a lot of volatility or concentrated returns in a few areas of the stock market, like this market has experienced this past year, it can really throw things out of whack and off balance compared to what you would like them to be. So it's definitely worth scheduling an appointment with a financial advisor, reviewing your investments. Are they still appropriate for your current goals? Are they lined up with the type of risk that you're willing to take? Mm -hmm. Or should you be shifting into other areas of the market or using other products or services that may better align with uh, with your longer term goals? And side note, how often do you think someone should be meeting with their financial advisor? A conversation once a year is a good thing. Needs a little more attention or guidance or reassurance even than once more than once a year is is completely fine. Um, So number eight, set financial goals for the new year. What do you want to achieve financially next year? Set clear, actionable goals and start planning how to reach them. And lastly, let's check off number nine, which is charitable contributions. If you guys are in a spot where you're able to make contributions and it's not going to impact your future, then, hey, now's the time, guys. Like now really is the time. Not only is it a great chance to give back, but it can also provide tax benefits to you as well. Next, we are going to address a listener's question. Danielle writes in saying, I have money in a high yield savings account at 4.5% with the plan to repair my car or to buy a new one. 
I also have student loans, some at 3.4% and another with 6%. Besides student loans and my mortgage, I'm debt-free. Yay. Yay, Danielle. Yay. (laughs) Should I keep a specific amount saved towards the car repair slash new car and throw the rest of the high-interest student loans? Or should I throw most of the savings at the high-interest student loans? Thanks for writing in, Danielle. Appreciate it. Shout out to you. First off, great job taking advantage of those high interest rate uh, of the high interest rate environment that we're in right now. 4.5% on a savings account is great. And uh, everybody, it's yeah. not going to last forever. So it's a great return. Like, that is awesome risk-free return. Um, so yes, one, pat yourself on the back for that. Also pat yourself on the back for planning ahead to just get a new car or need to do repairs because too many people are caught off guard. Oh, all of a sudden, the car breaks down or whatever it is, and you just need a brand and new it's car. it's a crisis. Yeah, yeah, crisis. Then they're tapping into their emergency fund instead of their sinking fund for a new car or car repair. So let me start with this. I'll say, I'm going to assume you already have an emergency fund. And so you already put aside at least three months worth of your bare bones budget. And the, the funds you're talking about is specifically for the new car or car repairs. So if that's the case in Financial Wellness Academy, we would say that there are opportunity funds available in your current plan, which is awesome. So that means that there are opportunities within your current situation to make your money work harder for you. So right now, your money is making 4.5%, right? Sitting in that savings account, high yield savings, 4.5%. Awesome but your debt is growing at an even faster rate of 6%. So what that means is that you have an opportunity to have your funds work harder for you by 1.5%, which may not sound like a lot, like 1.5% doesn't sound like a lot, but when you take even just the smallest amount and compound it over time, whether it's 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, it it snowballs really, really fast. So yeah, 1.5% is a big difference. So I'm going to I'm going to strongly recommend that you try and hang on to your car and drive that thing into the ground. Like mm-hmm. make hang on to a couple grand. Most car repairs <clears throat> cost between a few hundred dollars to a, a few grand, but if you're spending less than 10% of a new car on car repairs in a year, that's it's okay. It's worth driving into the ground, it's, holding on to a bit. It is worth mm-hmm. driving that into the ground and instead use any dime that you have to rip through that 6% student loan. Because if you could make 6% consistently in the market, like investing your money, making 6% consistently mm-hmm. over a 20 year period, you would be astounded about how much money that actually is, right? Even if you did that over a 10 year period, you'd be like, oh wow, that actually adds up to a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing. You gotta think of yourself as an investment. Somebody else is making 6% on you every single year that you have that student debt. So you don't want to be somebody else's investment. You want to be the investor, not the investment. So we're going to say, go full force at trying to tackle that 6% yeah, student aggressive. loan mm-hmm. as aggressive as you can. Keep a couple bucks on the side for any car repairs. You know, Definitely, that's a smart move. Um, you want to be prepared. And again, this is assuming you already have three months set aside of your bare bones budget. That's your emergency fund. Anything else goes wrong, you lose your job, et cetera, whatever. You want to have enough money to stay afloat while you're in that transition. Then- have a few extra bucks for any car repairs, plan on driving that car into the ground. And over the next handful of years, when you're paying off that student, the student debt, once you accomplish that, then you can really start to build up more nest eggs, more mm-hmm. sinking funds for different goals that you may have. Mm-hmm. So, And then I guess I'm just curious too, if, if she finds herself at a point within the next 
two years or less that she may need to replace her car um, if she has all along been aggressively paying towards paying down that the student loans, then that extra that she's really piling on into the student loans can be allocated towards um, the car that she's purchasing, right? Yeah, I mean, ideally- like change up the plan a bit in that moment. Yeah, ideally, we like you'd want to, it, it sounds rough, but like ideally, you want to not have, you don't want to accumulate debt. Like, let, let me just say that. We don't want to accumulate debt. We want to get out of debt, like tackle that and then start building wealth. So ideally- you don't want to finance a car. If you have to, cool. There's there's plenty of financing means out there. But more importantly would be going through a process which we call stacking your debt um, within the Financial Wellness Academy. And we have a process set up for this like top to bottom. And this process talks you through and reframes how you think of your money. So we're going to give you a free membership for our one year. Uh, Danielle, just appreciate you reaching out and um and asking one of these questions. So we're going to give you one year free Financial Wellness Academy. We'll shoot you an email with the link in there. Um, but it's going to break down top to bottom what you need to do. You're going to stack your debt. You're going to run through your budget. You're going to find opportunity funds within your budget. And you're going to start applying that to your student debt. Wipe that out. Tackle that. Once you're done with that, we're going to start building wealth. It's going to be a good time. All right. So just to recap, year-end financial checklist. Number one, maximize your retirement contributions. Number two, use FSA funds and insurance benefits. Number three, have a meeting with your human resources specialist. Number four, review your budget and savings progress. Number five, review insurance policies. Six, check credit reports. Seven, evaluate investments. Eight, set financial goals for the new year. And number nine, review those charitable contribution opportunities. Checking these items off your list can make a significant impact on your financial well-being. Remember, it's not just about ending the year. It's about setting, setting up the tone or the pace for the next year. Head over to financialwellnessacademy.com backslash podcast for a downloadable version of this checklist and additional resources to help you through the process. If you found value in today's episode, please share it, subscribe, and leave us a review. This has been Tackle Debt, Build Wealth. I'm Brian Marois. I'm Stephanie Marois. And we are wishing you financial clarity as we close out this year. Stay savvy, stay secure, and let's roll into the new year ready for success. Until next time. Peace.